All right. We're off. All right. Episode uh, 113. Ryan Shotgun with Norman Jim. Yeah. Good intro. Yeah. We're back. We're back. We're back. Yeah, let's crack them. Yes. Simultaneous crack in there. (laughs) That's right. Hey, well, it's good. Um... Yeah, so a couple of corrections from last week. I listened back, so I had to correct myself. Okay. I said Brother Paul's when we were out the night before. Oh, Brother Christian. You, you even corrected me. I was like, listen back, and you're like, you mean, you're just, you do it in the nicest way. You mean Kirshner's, yeah. And I'm like. Well, you, oh, you guys I said it twice. About it. Yeah, you said yeah. you guys. I, I, well, when you said it, I'm thinking, oh, maybe they have another nickname for it. No, and their names aren't Paul, by the way. I just who is is anybody Paul? Well, there used to be a brother Paul's in Eagleville. Oh, oh, yeah. I mean, you guys go there and you refer to his brother Kirshner. I just thought it was another nickname. Yeah, BK. Everybody calls it BK. Brother brothers Kirshner. So it's two brothers that started it. But anyway, I screwed that up. The other correction was Shelly is actually having knee replacement surgery, which we talked about. Yeah. Um, And then one last correction because I did listen back. I said Ottawa was on the western part of Canada. Nobody pointed this out to me, but Ottawa is actually, you know, part of the oh, okay. uh, province over there to the east, okay. you know, so when you said about yeah, ironically, yeah, Battle Windsor. Of, uh, so yeah. yeah, so episode 113, Riding Shotgun with Norman Jim. Welcome back. Um, so this week, bad news this week, uh, Skip Wilson passed away. Oh, Skippy Wilson from Temple. Yeah, Skip how Wilson was, from uh, Temple. I never met the man. So he's nine. Oh, you never met Skip? Never met him. No. I heard a ton about him. He used to guy. come to those breakfasts with my dad. You know, he used to come to was all of them. I don't think he was here when I was here, was he? I guess not. I don't. You would I, remember him. You would definitely remember him. Oh, okay. But winning his coach I, in Temple I, history. I remember your dad and you talking about him a lot. Yeah. And, and other people talking about him. Yeah, so, um, yeah, my, my dad and him were really good buddies. I mean, he taught my dad everything about baseball. And, That's cool. Um, you know, How for, old was he, 94? He was 92. 92? Wow. So I remember my dad laying on his deathbed. And <laughs> true story, he said, can't believe fucking Skip Wilson's going to outlive me. <laughs> Because Skip was like a big drinker, partier, you know, he was the man. Uh, I had a lot of good times with Skip. Um, You know, from the time I was a little kid, you know, he he was a gym teacher with my dad at Roxborough High School. Oh, okay. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then Temple's baseball coach. So, I mean, I would always, I was the, my dad brought me everywhere. And so it would always be like Skip, my dad. Ben Francesco, mm-hmm. and then, you know, later years it became Paul, who you knew Paul. Yeah, Paul, yep. 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 You know, so uh, it was pretty cool. And we would, every year we'd go to the city championship game. Mm-hmm. So back then, the best team in the public league would play the best team, you know, the, the champion of the public mm-hmm. league would play the champion of the Catholic, Catholic league. league. And they did away with it in 1979 after uh, they had um, Title Nine. So Title IX said you'd had to have women's sports have championships too. For all the all the women's sports, they need a public Catholic championship. So, so, the, so the city of Philadelphia said, "Well, fuck it, we're we're just calling it off." So until you know they joined the state champ PIAA state championships, not mm-hmm. until 2007 did they start playing. I think I think it was something like that. But 1979 was the last time that they had the city championship. But uh, we would go every year. I remember one year. I think it was. Uh, I would say early 70s. I was about nine years old, like early 70s. Well, like 74, 75, mm-hmm. somewhere in that range. And uh, it was Archbishop Wood playing Central. My dad hated Central because it was his rival, mm-hmm. right? 
Uh, Roman was the rival. For the Roxborough. Yep, yeah. I remember seeing all those buttons um, he had. But in public was always, you know, all those buttons. That's funny. So myself, a, you know, little kid, uh, Ben Francesco. You remember Crazy Ben, mm-hmm. the defensive coach at Oh, yeah, Mr. D, yeah. Yeah, Mr. Good D, dude. exactly. Good guy. Yeah. Uh, Skip Wilson and my dad. And um, so we go to the game, and I'm a little kid, and so Mr. D and I go down, and they all called me Gus. For some reason, they all called me Gus. Hey, Gus, come on, Gus, come with me. We're going to go get the hot dogs, right? So we get to go down there. We go get the hot dogs. We're climbing up. We're going back up the cement steps. It was cool. I always played at the Vet, right? Oh, wow, right. The city championship. Well, for years. They started out at Franklin Field, then they moved to the Vet. Um, but it was awesome. And um, I trip and fall. Now, today, they wrap them in foil and shit. Back then, they didn't. You know what I mean? You got, like, a hot dog, and you, you had the bun, yeah, yeah. and it fucking rolls. <laughs> Oh, the fucking thing. Like, just one of them. And it just rolls. And Mr. D goes, pick it up, Gus. Pick it up, Gus. Just put it back and roll. We're going to give that one to, we're gonna give that one to Skip. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so I'm Jeez. sitting in front. Skip is in back. I come back. And, and the whole time, I'm sitting next to Ben. My dad's behind me with Skip Wilson. They're sitting in two seats behind us. We're sitting in front. You know, nobody's really there. We're just sitting in our yeah. own area. And the whole time, he's fucking eating the hot dog. Hey, Skip, this is the greatest hot dog ever, isn't it? That's a really good one. Norm, pick that one out for you. Little Gus, pick that one out for you. He keeps going, and he keeps ragging on him. He's like... <laughs> Did he ever tell him? On the way home. We're driving up 95. Driving we're driving up 95, and we're in my dad's Volkswagen, and they're come driving up the side. And he's like, I'm in the passenger seat. He's like, roll down that window, roll down that window. Skip's yelling at me. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you, kid. It was the greatest story, though. You know, like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's eating the whole time. Mr. D's just picking on him. (laughs) And then I went another time with Skip up to Temple played um, California in the Garden State Ball. California Berkeley? Uh, no. Cal Berkeley? The Cal, you know, from the Pac-10 Cal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Cal they, Temple played Cal yeah. in the Garden State Ball, 1979. Oh, cool. Garden State Temple, Ball. it was two years, I think, but and I think this was the first year of it, mm-hmm. and Temple won the game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Skip, it was a cold day, but he got us up into a box, which was oh, wow, pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's cool. So, it's a good time. But, yeah, I had a lot, yeah. of, lot of good times with him when I was a little kid. I went to all his camps, baseball camps. Mm-hmm. I was, like, well advanced to most kids because because mm-hmm. Skip, all, you know, him and all the Temple coaches work, uh, worked with me. And then, you know, um, when they would have the games, he would let me be the little ball boy, run around for mm-hmm. stuff. And it was cool. You know, I'd have my little Temple baseball yeah. hat on and stuff like that. And, That's cool. And I just looked up to these guys, you know. It was like the 70s. And you're looking at them. And they're, they didn't have the flaps for the helmets back then. They only had, like, the helmet thing on their head. And, and I would look up to them and, you know, the catcher. And cool. it was good stuff, man. He would let me yeah. throw to the catcher. So, yeah. Nice. So, unfortunately, Skip died. Uh, hundred and or, I'm sorry, 1,034 victories. Baseball coaching, yep. That's nice, good. Um, 12 NCAA tournaments he went to. Went to mm-hmm. the College World Series twice. Took a team to Omaha. Yeah. Um, and 12 conference championships. So, Congratulations. good job, Skip. Anyway, yeah. episode uh, 113. Uh, actually, I got one more story before we get... Okay. Yesterday, we go food shopping. And um, this the third time now this has happened. Now... Sue and I go, we drop Luke off at work at Starbucks, right? So he gets in there at 6.30, sometimes 7 o'clock. I think it was like 7 o'clock in the morning. So we're going food shopping. There's not many people in the store to begin with, right? Seven, yeah, the only the old people at that point. Right, and the people wearing masks for some uh, reason. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever. But 
So every time we go to check out, there's only two lanes open because it's so early in the morning. So this time there's two people checking out in the one lane and only one person in the other lane. So I get behind the place where it's two people. And Sue's like, what are you doing? Go over here. I'm like, I can't stand that, that lady. She lectures us every fucking time. So, about what? For not wearing masks? No, about bagging our gro- like, because I'll t- you so she she wants you to. For bag- the last two times we went there, she, so first of all, she looks like she's like fucking sixty eight years old. She's got reddish pink hair, like dyed pink mm-hmm. and red, and all yeah, this yeah. other shit. She's got tattoos all over. She she looks like she weighs two twenty. You know what I mean? Like she's lecturing people. She's definitely driving a Subaru, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we get, so Sue's like, all right, fine. I'll go on this line. So there she goes again. August 24th. No longer can I bag your groceries in plastic bags. And Sue's like, I think Sue wanted to up to the city and they're exactly right. And she's like, all the other States around us do it. New York, New Jersey. And I'm like, yeah, but we're Pennsylvania. We're not New York. We're not New Jersey. Well, Wegmans has decided that they're not going to allow it. You're going to have to buy paper bags for a nickel a piece. Or buy these recycling bags. Sue's like, I, I told you twice before, I don't like the recycling bag. They're dirty. They carry germs. You're not supposed to put your groceries in them more than once. And so the, the, lady, goes, the lady says something to Sue on, well, you can wash them out and this and that. And Sue's like, well, please explain to me then why your fruit, your vegetables, and your meat, you're still going to be able to put in a plastic bag, you know, the little plastic bags that they have at the thing. And the lady looked like it. She looked like when Ben Stiller asked the guy in uh, something about Mary about seven minute abs. And he's like, well, what if somebody invents six minute abs? The lady looked like Sue like, well, what do you mean? Those plastic, those plastic bags are different. She didn't have a comeback. And Sue just was needling wow. that. And I said, you went to that line on purpose, didn't you? To needle this Subaru Sue. driving pink haired, tat tatted up. Sue getting into fights at the supermarket. Oh, she's, she's just oh like, I'm God. just sick of this. But anyway, there's my there's yeah. my bag okay. bag lady story. Bag I'm just lady fired story. up. Anyway, I, okay. it makes me not want to go to Wegmans anymore. Well, I mean, I tell you what. I mean, I go to Giant, and they don't, uh, they're like everyone else. They don't have enough workers, so they're forcing you to do your self-checkout, which is fine. You I don't mind scan that. that. I don't mind it. But there are certain things they don't have a barcode, like the fruits and the vegetables. Yeah, and now you learn that there's a number on there, which I fucking can't see most of the time. And then right. you have to have somebody come over, or if you bag too quick, which gets me is the the, the, the scanner won't pick up the barcode, but it knows for sure that you put something over. Exactly. You didn't, please put that. How the fuck does it know that? It can't scan the fucker. <laughs> but I put it over there. Well, why doesn't it guess the fucking price? <laughs> so I went over there one time, and unfortunately, I, w- I had just come from happy hour, so I was a little fired up to begin with. And over comes this young person. Bleep. Oh, you, you're going too quick. Too quick? I said, quicker than these guys over here? Should I get a job here? And then you're like, you gotta add this number. And I'm like, squint. I was like, I can't see that number. She goes, all right, you put that number and you weigh it. I said, don't go too far. I got a couple more things of vegetables. All right, bloop. I'm like, no. I know, it drives me. Every time I go to Costco, I go to self checkout because it's great. They'll come over and they'll scan your water and your heavy mm-hmm. set items, paper towels, stuff like that. I'm just like, boom, boom, boom. I get through it. Yeah. I hate the way that Costco does their whole thing. I just wanna do it myself, you know, like just get in and get out. Right. And um, so I don't mind that. But you would think in today's technology, right, that you could just walk up and they could just have that total scan thing working. Yeah. Right? I mean, I thought we were supposed to have shit like that by now. We're supposed, we're supposed to be to like have... the Jetsons and have flying cars, too. Do you know today's George Jetson's birthday? I did not know that. George Jetson's birthday is today? 
Yeah, we were supposed to have flying cars today. Yeah, today yeah. is George Jetson's birthday. I, I did see on LinkedIn, I was going to try to forward it to a few per- people. It was Tommy Boy's dad's birthday. Oh, yeah. Brian, whatever yeah, his yeah, name yeah. is, funny. the guy who Mick's dad grew up with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, and he goes, it's my dad's birthday. And he was like, oh, that's awesome. No, today is George Jetson's Callahan's. This is how cool it is. Today is George Jetson's birthday, and how do they know it? Is because the TV show debuted in 1962. Okay. So think about that. Okay. 1962, it debuted. And there, in one of the episodes, he goes to the doctor, and the doctor uh, acknowledges his birth date as being July 31st. Oh, okay. He was 40 years old in the show. 40. Okay. So, you know, they, you do the math, and it okay. was like, uh, it's supposed to be 100 years in the future, mm-hmm. right? So you do the 100 years yeah. in the future. 2062 minus 40, 2022. He was born on July 31st. Today is George Jetson's. He would have been 100 years old today. No, he would have been born today. Oh, well, no, no, no. It's 100 years. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's 100 years in the future. Um, And then Fred Flintstone's birthday is Groundhog's Day. Hmm. Did you know that? I did not know that. Because that was in one of the episodes that it was Groundhog's Day. So Sue and I were talking about this yesterday, but I think it's really cool. All the futuristic things that they had in the Jetsons that they have today. So the Jetsons had flat screen TVs, mm-hmm. remember? They could uh, video conference. They could video conference, very yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, they had the tablet, they had the watch, smart watches where mm-hmm. you could but talk no, into. No flying cars. No flying cars today, <laughs> no. Uh, robotic va- vacuum. Robotic vacuum. <laughs> they don't have the tube system. <laughs> Elroy's going to go to school. What was the name of his school? Orbit. I think it was Orbit Elementary School because they lived in Orbit City. Wow, that's yeah. getting deep. I know he worked right. for Spacely Sprockets. He also, remember, he would read his newspaper on the tablet, too. Yeah. Which yeah, you can do today. Yeah, right now, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just about everything. Yeah, I wrote it. It's Jetson. That's funny, man, that you brought that up. The video conference. So, yeah, happy birthday, George Jensen. All right, episode 113, the memorable moments ending in the year 13. Okay. So um, you go first. Okay. Well, since uh, I'll make sure this was part of the War, War, War of eighteen twelve, uh, the English uh, Navy was defeated by the United States uh, Navy in the Battle of Lake Erie. No kidding. Yeah. I mean, they had that powerful Navy, and we we beat them. All right. In twenty thirteen, there was a plane crash in San Francisco. Okay. And I am. Corner is still trying to determine. So, the the, if you remember, the planes went off the runway. Mm -hmm. We have new information now, also on the plane. This was the live report. Has just learned the names of the four pilots who were on board the flight. They are Captain Sum Ting Wong, Wee Tun Lo, Ho Li Fook. And Bang Ding Ow. Where the fuck did you get that from? Ding Ron. This is the Jimmy. That's the actual newscast. Who the hell fed them that fucking needle? Something wrong. So, in in 2013, that San Francisco plane crashed. Oh my God! Is that the greatest? Captain, something wrong. Something wrong. We too low. Holy fuck! (laughs) And bang ding ow. Oh my God! But it was. uh, I think the plane was coming from China or something. But Jesus Christ! That was not the live one, was it? That was live. Live. Did they you come get, back, you they come back and apologize after that? They had to. Yeah, they had to come back and apologize. How fed that to them? 
It was like it and was no a total, one proofread that. It was a total Ron Burgundy moment. They no like totally shit. fed that no shit. To, Jimmy, if you look we at that, too low. <laughs> if you look at it, they it's KTVU actually did it, but they had uh, they had their names up there. She didn't just read them; they had their names behind We're her. Too low. <laughs> Something wrong. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucking classic, man. Oh, holy shit. <laughs> The Chinese community must have went fucking off. <laughs> what? That's classic, man. That's my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. What else you got for uh, something ending in 13? <laughs> well, nothing that can top that one. <laughs> <laughs> something wrong. <laughs> we too low. <laughs> we too low. <laughs> Holy fuck. Holy. Ow. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to combine a couple from uh, All right. 1813. All right. Uh, two battles. Uh, unfortunately, we were on the losing side of it, side of it in the War of 1812. Uh, the city of uh, Buffalo is uh, taken by the British, and they burn it. Burn the hell out of Buffalo. Maybe they made Buffalo wings at that point. Nice. Um, the next one, they captured Mount Vernon, the home of George Washington, and they're about to get their big push towards D.C. That'll be next episode. Now, who was doing this? The British in the, we're fighting the British right. in the War of 1812. So the okay. British capture Buffalo and burn the shit out. God damn. Yeah, and then they also... As many times I've been to Buffalo, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Well, wow. I mean, you think about it. We're fighting over the border there, you know, that we captured right. this. Middle of Battle of Lake Erie, you know. So yeah, yeah. It's right up there, so... Fucking British. God damn British. All right, that's it. I'm not taking Luke to London. Um, the Boston Marathon bombing in 2013. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, on uh, all, what do they call it, Patriots Day, right? Patriots Day, yeah. All yeah. of New England <clears throat> is off on Patriots Day. Yeah, and so they had the two pressure cookers, and it was those two guys, and mm-hmm. I think they ended up killing the one. The other they killed one the one, and they captured the other guy. I think It was in a boat or something. something. You ever watch that? Uh, the there was movie? a movie. I think uh, Mark Marky Wahlberg. Mark was in yeah, it. Yeah, right? Mark Wahlberg, yeah. And it, it was a pretty good movie. I think it was called Patriots Day, wasn't it? The movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was. <clears throat> it was really good. Um, sad freaking time, you know, and it was 12 years post 9-11, and here we are again, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, and there's some people got really <clears throat> messed up. It was right near uh, the finish line, I believe. It was, and yeah. and everybody was there waiting for their runners to come back. Yeah, and, yeah some people. I mean, they did really finish, though, like the starters finished the race. This was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, it was the real people who were in the races, right. not the, the exactly. superstar guys who normally win. Um, I'm going to jump to 1913, um, and the Lincoln Highway was dedicated, and it's the first highway that went from the East Coast to the West Coast, starts at Times Square, ends in Lincoln Park, San Francisco. It did not have a number designation until years later when it became Route 1. Oh, wow. So, the same Lincoln Highway where the stripper, or the remember the drive-in theater on Route Route One, the boulevard, the Lincoln Highway. Yeah, yeah. It was the well, that's Lincoln Boulevard. That's the boulevard. I know, but it was uh, that's Route One also. Yeah, and there's also a hotel that's still there called the Lincoln something. Right, right. and it was right across from the Lincoln no, Drive-in. Yeah, now there's which, like a business park and a Wawa. If people don't understand the drive-in movie theater, do you remember this? I don't remember the movie theater. Okay, no. so we used to go there like just <laughs> to we would park across the street. Ironically, oh, okay. we get like a and it was just the funniest guy thing. You get a case of beer. It was like Scotty. Doug, you know, we'd load up and their dad had the station wagon and, um, but the, the screen faced the boulevard and it was porn. They showed porn movies at the Drive Lincoln drive You're at the light, you look over. And, and you oh, wonder why it was shit. like the deadliest road. <laughs> it's a little bit distracting. Can you believe the screen's faced and it was 
porn movies, drive-in porn, porn movies. And then you had the, the Lincoln Hope uh, Motel that right was probably the rent by the hour. It was, definitely. And it still <laughs> looks like it's rent by the hour, I, I even know. if it's run down and no it's longer in operation. Yeah. Don't know if they rent by the hour, but it's still there. Hmm. And it's still called the Lincoln Hotel. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I'm up. So we um, go from the Lincoln Memorial, that we, Lincoln sorry. Highway, that goes from one coast to the other to porno on the boulevard. <laughs> well, you said the Lincoln Highway. I was like, it just made Route one. I should have never said the Route one part. <laughs> uh, in the BCS, Alabama beats number one, number two Alabama beats number one Notre Dame 42 to 14. They spanked them. I remember watching that game, going over bar with a bunch of Notre Dame fans, and I knew they were going to lose. That's why I went. And it was, it was awesome. Oh, man. It, yeah, it was beat awesome. Them. They kicked the shit out of them. Notre Dame couldn't move the ball at all. That year, uh, Alabama lost. No, no, no. That's was that the year, what's his name, that linebacker from Notre Dame who got uh, catfished? Oh, yeah, it was. What the hell was his name? Uh, shoot, what was his name? Um, God. Being Some, down out. Being down <laughs> No, it was. Uh, Samoan dude. God, something O or something like that. No, uh, damn, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, I, can, I, can picture, I can picture his name. <laughs> he was up for the Heisman, believe yeah, it or not. Yeah, he was. He was in New York. He was. Uh, he was number five. That's about all was. I can remember. And he was pretty good. He, he made went to the pros. pros. He went to the pros yeah. for a few years. Played on San Diego, I believe. Monte. Monte. Teo. Yeah. Tao. Monte. Tao. Yeah. Yeah. Also in 1913. All right. Grand Central Terminal, also known as Grand Central Station, is officially open it's actually grand central terminal right which is probably two miles from what is the other Times square no yeah well Times square where the other train station is uh under oh penn station penn station where, yeah, know, it's like two it's only two and miles above, and it's right below uh, uh madison square Garden. they're both beautiful train stations yes, man. yes beautiful yeah um uh, so the ravens win the afc mm-hmm. uh but to get there not in the AFC Championship game, in the visual, divisional round, they were playing the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And on the last play of the game, Joe Flacco throws a 30-yard bomb, and uh, it goes for a touchdown. Or 70-yard bomb that goes for a touchdown on the last play of the game. Oh, really? So they end up tying the Broncos Who at that point. Uh, I think it was Jacoby Jones or something like that. Okay. I think. I don't know. Um, so then... They go to overtime, and the uh, Ravens beat the Broncos in overtime. Mm-hmm. And then they go on to play, I think, the Patriots in the no. AFC Championship. Oh, okay. Yeah, they played the Patriots in the AFC Championship, beat them. And then in the NFC West, it was the Niners beat... Um, fuck, who did the Niners Seattle? beat? Packers, maybe? I don't know. Let me see. Okay. Um, Falcons, 28-24. And then, if you remember the Super Bowl, yeah, uh, Super Bowl forty seven, the Harbaugh brothers, right? The Harbaugh ball. And then it was like a blackout at some point. Right after halftime, yeah. and um, it was a great Super Bowl. Yeah, it was. But great. that was back when. Um, Who was the quarterback? Ka- Kaepernick was the nice yeah, quarterback. Right? Kaepernick was, and yeah, yeah. and but you think about it, right? Flacco, Joe Flacco was the MVP. They won thirty four thirty one. It was it was a very good back and forth Super Bowl. And, uh, and that you're was right. Ray that, Lewis's last game. That was like right? 40 minutes, that uh, blackout. Yeah, I remember that. Because I, I watched that game the first half. Uh, Luke and I went to my dad's house, and then mm-hmm. we were going to drive home and you know hopefully get home for the second half. We got all the way home, never missed anything. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if it happened at the beginning of the second half I think or it what. Did. I think you it know? did. Something like that, but we didn't miss any of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Except nice. for the blackout. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so there you go. That's cool. Okay. Uh, also in 1913, the Panama Canal is completed. 1913? 1913. And that saved a lot of money. Oh, so a lot of traveling. A lot of travel. I mean, it's amazing when you look at that, how mm-hmm. how much time that actually saves, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I mean, have you ever seen videos of how they work that canal? Yes. It's pretty phenomenal, they man. They flood it and it lot rise yeah. in different compartments Very and everything cool. like that. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jimmy Johnson wins the 55th Daytona 500. And mm-hmm. um, Danica Patrick, she held the pole. Uh, she was the pole sitter. Uh, are we back to Lincoln Highway again? <laughs> She's the pole sitter. She held the pole. She was at the Lincoln Highway with Doug and the rest of them with cases of beer watching the porno that faced the fucking boulevard. <laughs> this, this has just gotten off to the wrong step here. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, kidoki. Um, the 16th Amendment is passed, which allows the government to collect income tax in 1913. 1913. So mm-hmm. who was president? Woodrow Wilson. Prick. <laughs> <laughs> so what did they do before that? I don't think they did anything. Well, then how did the government pay? For military... Maybe the states collected stuff? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, you think about it, right? I mean, the only thing... I, I wonder at that time what Woodrow Wilson wanted to do with that money. Probably, you know, infrastructures. Right. You know, we just completed the Panama Canal. We just did the Lincoln Highway minus the porno. Uh, probably wanted to do more highways, probably do more roads, bridges, right. infrastructure. Yeah. I mean, you know, because I think about it as... And you also think about... I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with military. I'm okay with paying our cops or fire, yeah. you know, stuff like that. There are certain things I like the government to pay for. Right. So um, you got to think about what was coming uh, of age at that time. Cars. So mm-hmm. you got highways. Planes are now becoming now. So airports. Yeah. Yep. So it's probably things like travel and infrastructure. Interesting. Yeah. And then it just got out of control. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Louisville beats Michigan, 82-76. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Andrew. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I remember Andrew the team. Fab Five minus, minus uh, what's his name, the one guy, Weber, wasn't there. I remember them being courtside for the game. Yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't tell you anybody who was on Louisville or Michigan that year. Yeah, me either. I know um, that uh, Patino coached uh, Louisville. I knew Louisville was coached by Patino. That's yeah. the only thing I knew. But, yeah. All right. Uh, also in 1913, we have... Uh, what did I say? That? Oh, uh, Ford uh, institutes the first moving assembly line. Ford cars. So they started using it in 1913, where they're moving along, moving, you know, hey, you, yeah, you don't right. just, they, like other places would assemble one car at a time. They would say, all right, this, you guys do this section, then the car moves down, uh, you, you're only doing this, and it moves down, these guys only do that, and it was worth Fucking amazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, have you ever seen the Ford Museum there? Well, no, the original I've never, never been there. Area, it's, no. yeah, it's. I bet you it's great. To it's pretty cool. It I mean, it's yeah. not the greatest areas anymore. But no, I bet. But yeah, yeah that, that part of it's pretty cool. <clears throat> um, Eric Fisher, out of Central Michigan, an offensive tackle, is the first. Oh, the Chiefs, pick. right? Chiefs. Yeah, man. yeah, I remember that. Yep, first pick in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. 
I don't remember much about him though. I I only remember I remember his name and I remember that draft I'm talking about. I'm like, hey, this guy's really good. I'm thinking, okay, who the hell is this guy in the Chiefs? You know, certain teams will invest in linemen like the Chiefs, the Steelers, right. the Cowboys always have always have good linemen. Cowboys so, definitely for a while there. Now I mean now the Eagles. I mean the Eagles have been working it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what was it? I mean this year would we take the center right? Yeah, I think we'll that's see. a good pick. Smart that's a pick. that's a great pick, you know. So we'll see. I mean, we'll talk about the Eagles in a little bit. Yeah. All right, you're up. Uh, 2013, Pope Benedict steps down. First Pope to step down um, since 1415, since Gregory the Twelfth stepped down. In 2013, now he was the guy. Was he the one from Germany? Yes. Right. This guy from Germany. Now, why did down. he step down? Uh, he said health reasons, but but he was probably banging some little boy, you know, somewhere. Or. Wasn't there always talk that he had was some... overlooking stuff? No, or, or uh, I thought there was like some talk that he had some ties to back in the day. What to the Nazis? Mm-hmm. I uh, mean, it would be tough well, mathematically. He, 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 he probably wasn't in a position of power. That was at that point seven years earlier. Yeah, there's so no way he would have made it. it. They would have checked. No, they would have vetted Pope, that out. That was Pope Pius back in the day, and he probably did have uh, the rat line for the Nazis getting them out of there. Yeah, getting them to Argentina. The boys of Brazil. The boys of Brazil. It's kind of amazing. I mean, good movie, good movie but a lot of truth to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there was villages in Argentina and Brazil were all German. Yeah. And they still Blonde are all hair, German. Blue eyes. You yeah, know what I mean? Because I mean? all those dudes moved down there. It's fucking crazy, they, man. They didn't have extradition, so they got a lot of them, but they didn't get all of them. No, they did not. So, um, Tony Kanan wins the Indianapolis 500 from Brazil. Tony Kanan. But the cool thing about it was it was the fastest average speed ever of an Indianapolis 500. They averaged 187 miles per hour. Oh. So, pretty okay. cool. Pretty cool little 2013 okay, stat there. 2013, which is definitely different from this year. The Sox win the World Series. They beat yes. the Cards in six games. They, and Big Poppy batted like 775. He was killing it. Yeah, so... They couldn't get him out. So cool, right? Um... The Sox beat the Tigers yes, in six that was a, to a get to the World Series. Series in itself. The Cards beat the Dodgers in six, and then uh, you know once again, I guess that was the second time they beat the Cards in the World Series, right? Yeah, and they Big beat Poppy them in 2004. Yeah, right. Big Poppy was the MVP. Yeah, diverse, definitely deserved. <clears throat> yeah. Very good. Um, Nick Foles throws seven TD passes, tying an NFL record as the Birds beat the Raiders 49-20. to Nick Foles wow. in 2013 threw seven touchdown wow, passes. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. And then we got rid of him, but he made his way back here and got us a Super Bowl. Got us a Super Bowl, and there's a statue for him. Yeah, it's great. Mm. I got um, my picture taken with that statue when it was first put up, by the way. The oh, really? day it went up, I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'll show you a picture didn't, of it. Didn't Bud Light uh, donate that? They did, yep. Yeah. Thought so. Um... The Miami Heat beat the Spurs in seven games, and uh, they shouldn't have won, I don't think. But in game six, Ray Allen hit this miracle shot to force a game seven. Yep. He was playing for the Heat. I'm glad you brought that up because I don't like to talk about LeBum. Um, <laughs> Anthony Bennett was the first pick in the NBA draft by the Cavs, and he was out of UNLV. And, hmm. yeah, there was all the talk about – I think the guy that <clears> – <throat> Everybody thought was going to go number one was that uh, guard from Indiana. I think he was playing for the Heat this year when the Sixers played Oladipo. Oh, okay. 
right? I think people thought he was going to go number one, and somehow this Bennett guy went number one, mm-hmm. who they thought was going to be a bust, who I think he ended up turning out to be a bust. Um, but I can't remember anybody else from that draft that was pretty good, okay. but he went number one. Okay. I believe the Heisman Trophy winner was Jameis Winston? It was Jameis Winston. Yeah. yeah. Florida State? Also that year, the Sixers with the 11th pick in the draft picked uh, Michael Carter Williams hmm. out of, I think, the Cuse. Was okay. he out of Syracuse? And he ended up being Rookie of the Year. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. And then they traded him the next year to the Bucks. For? Uh, was it Drew Holiday, maybe? Hmm. I don't know. Or did they draft Drew Holiday? Oh, I'm just trying to think back then who they had. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. They ended up trading him the year after the guy's Rookie of the Year. And then he did nothing in the NBA. It was unbelievable. Hmm. Um, the face of the earth. What else you got? That's it. That's, That's all it. I, got. I don't have much more. Um, the Blackhawks beat the Kings four games to one to win the West, mm-hmm. and the Bruins um, swept the Pens in the Eastern Conference Finals. Good. And then the Blackhawks went on and beat the uh, Bruins in six to win the Stanley Cup. Okay. Uh, Phil Mickelson won the British Open for his fifth major. Uh, Justin Rose wins the U.S. Open in golf, and it was here at Marion. Oh, okay. And I went, and it was great. I mean, a lot of rain on that Thursday, so they had to finish the round on that Friday. I went, so it was kind of like you got a round and a half of golfers, and uh, it was very cool. Cool, nice. Very cool to go to a U.S. Open, you know? Yeah. Uh, Roy Holiday retires from baseball. If you think about it, 2013. So the Phillies didn't get many. He had many. a few bad injuries, right? He did. He had that back issue. Yeah. You know, and that ended up his yeah, career. Yeah, yeah. Um, A-Rod has suspended 211 games for the biogenesis lab scandal. <clears throat> what a douche. But I don't know if he ever served the time. No? I don't think he did. He was suspended, but I don't think A-Rod ever missed a game. How did he? How's that? I don't know. I mean, maybe right. he appealed it or something. I just never I, remember. I do kind of, you know, I don't remember him ever missing time, but <clears throat> he definitely got nailed for it. Yeah. So, have you been watching the captain? I saw episode three. I haven't seen episode four yet. Okay, because I so, I watched them back to back, so I couldn't tell yeah, you what was what. Yeah. It, well, yeah. So episode three was about the time they were playing. It was they were talked about nine eleven. They played Arizona oh. in that back and forth series. I think okay. that was the end of three. And then, you know, I, I was late. I went to bed. I, I figured okay. I'd catch so they, it, but I haven't. So, okay. I got you. So, I guess it's, you haven't gotten to 2000. It ends with 2003. The, so, with the, with the, the late episode four ends with 2003? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, 2003, they lost to the Marlins. Correct. The Josh young Marlins Beckett. team. Josh yeah, yeah. Beckett pitches the, the mm-hmm. sixth game, I guess. I think they yeah, get six. Yeah, like two days rest. Yeah. But, you know, they get there by knocking out the Red Sox. Yes, with Aaron Boone. Yep, and they talk about that. Mm-hmm. And and you're you're going to, like the cat, this is great, but he's taking some shots at Boston, man. Oh, well, they, they were in the 99, they were talking about the 99 season. Like, they're like, if no Yankee fan takes Boston serious. I mean, yeah. they're our rival, but they never beat us. And <laughs> Willie Randolph famously said before the 2004 Game 7, he goes, listen, every time we have to beat these guys, we have. Well, you didn't that time, Willie. 
And so I he, like Willie Randolph. In episode four, he gets named a captain, which is pretty in cool. In 2004, he did? Well, somewhere, no, before 2004, he gets yeah. named a captain of the and team. And he should have been, yeah. And I mean, in episode four, he gets named oh, a captain. Okay. Um, it's really good, though. Oh, it is. Uh, I really dug the whole, well done. the year that they were down and out, and they come back and make it all to the World Series. 2000, again. 2000. Yeah. yeah. Um, Wasn't it? When they win well, the World Series? So they end the yes. season, they get bombed by the Warriors, but still win the division. 15-2. to two, they No one drinks the champagne, they're like, screw this. And they play the A's where he made that famous throw. To Giambi. To get Giambi. And that yeah. was just on Moneyball. Um, and you know, and then they, they beat the A's, they beat the Seattle team that won 114 games. 116. 116 games. Yeah. And then they go in a World Series and then they, they win again. They beat the Mets. They beat the Mets. And they, they were predicting the Mets to win in five. He said, come on, man. They're going to pick us in five. Which was cool five. because, you know, uh, Tino says, whatever you do, don't walk this guy or don't give up a hit. You know, you got Piazza on deck, and then Piazza hits that bomb to yeah. left center, yeah. and it's just not far enough. But right. that would have tied the game. And, right. and it's like, shit, you know, Rivera goes down as one of the greatest closers ever. But, oh, definitely. You know, big games – he uh he gave up some shit there. Oh, you know, he you know, he didn't blow many games, but a lot of the games he blew were to the Sox. Yeah. And in two thousand four he blew like two of them in that last four games. Right. So yeah. when they introduced uh, him the next year, they clapped for him like, Hey, thank you. Yeah, yeah. So but he was true he was tremendous. Tremendous. He was so good, man. That whole team, they they had such talent and I love the way they played ball. You know, like O'Neill and Bernie Williams, they played hard. But man. you think about that core of that team. And you'll see in episode four where <clears throat> George gets too involved and he brings in Giambi, Jason Giambi, and he starts bringing yeah, in A-Rod. A-Rod. And, you know, and so it's it's like, affecting those guys. It does because he... they all came up together. He did. He, he got rid of the... I think he they don't re-sign uh, Tino, right? Yes, yeah, so he leaves for like a year or two. Right. And then he, he come, it does come back. He does, but... You know, at this point, he's gone. And it's like, you got all these personalities, and you'll mm -hmm. see that. So it's a lot of A-Rod, Derek Jeter in mm -hmm. episode four, where they bring him in, bring him in at third base, the way mm -hmm. he turns down. Well, he doesn't turn, turn down. He, the, the league turned league down. Turned down. And it, I can't believe they're going to trade away Manny. Well, Manny's a head case. I, I know, but still. And, yeah, Manny was phenomenal. So was Nomar gone at that point? No, Nomar went in the middle of the 2004 season. And Boston was doing awful. They, and they, like they traded the, the Then they traded to Chicago. Oh, Chicago. And then they got a bunch of stuff. Mm. Um, so, and, and, and I remember one of, one of the, the guys ship. they got in one of the trades was uh, the shortstop was Orlando Cabrera, if you remember wow. him. And he was a shortstop. And he wasn't a big hitter, but he was a good fielder. And I remember a game where they're playing the Yankees, and the Yankees are kicking their ass. And it's like the eighth inning, and they're doing a double play. Jeter's about to turn it. Uh, Cabrera's on first. He takes out Jeter and gets up and gives him a... An elbow, and you see it on TV, and I was like, oh, I like this dude. Hey, it's, they're getting bombed, but he's like, fuck this. They're still fighting this guy. And then Boston has a great ending to this season, gets in the playoffs, and then they have that. Which I can't wait to see this. Yes. You know, how they handled that on yeah, the captain. Yeah, the captain. I mean, Jeter's a great, yeah, he's going to talk shit on Boston, but you blew that one. Yeah, I know. Captain. And they haven't beat us in the playoffs since. But he had four at that point. He does, and he ends up getting a fifth. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, but it, and he played such a big role and you'll see no so, he's such a class was it three or four episode three or four where the whole thing goes down where uh a-rod says what he says oh that's that was three three okay where we we're saying hey you know you don't go to uh new york and worry about Jeta, you worry about bernie williams and yeah yeah and he's like what's up with that and then he called and apologized he goes yeah i took his uh 
word for it. I figured he just made a mistake. And then, like, less than a week later, he's saying some other shit. And he's like, what the fuck? On the Dan Patrick show. Yeah, he's like, what's going yeah. on here? So and it was cool how he said he defined friend. I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't see that part. Yeah, G- Jeter defines what a friend is. And I thought this guy was my friend. Well, there's, he says there's acquaintances and there's friends. Friends right. have your back, friends. And he's yeah. like, obviously, yeah. he was an acquaintance at that point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like the one reporter who was, you know, did interviews with both of them, I think said it the best. He goes, A-Rod wanted to be a star. Jeter wanted to win championships. Right. And, that's, and he, goes, he goes, that's the difference. He goes, he wanted to be a star. Burns the shit out of A-Rod. And, 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 you know, Jeter just wanted to win. <laughs> you know, hey, that's good. The, the, the accolades will come if you win. But I mean, if you just concentrate on yourself, you're gonna. Yeah, that's what he got. That play though that he makes against Oakland, um, they do a really good job of covering Breaking it that. down. Yeah, yeah, because because he drifted over. He was kind of like over here, and they drifted over. He goes, "Hey, I was the fourth relay man. They missed two of them." Right, but he and did he acknowledge that he should have been there, and he was late getting there, yeah. which I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then, but he makes the perfect throw because if he makes that throw to Jorge. You know, to Posada, if he just throws it to him, instead he throws it to his left where his glove is, yeah. and he get, he's able to just barely make that tag in time. And, and as Posada said, if the guy slid, slides, he's, he's safe. safe. Right. But of course, it's Jambi. He's a fucking, fucking idiot. Man and his fucking brother are knuckleheads. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, Jeter's like, listen, I just had to get the ball to him as soon as possible. He goes, right. that's what I'm not thinking about where I'm putting it. I got to get it to him. And you see him just like flip it like that. So, me watching that this morning. It was so much more impressive when I, I break down of exactly how he makes a play and just makes that quick toss. Yeah. And he tosses it to the right side. Yeah. Such a player, man. Yeah. I mean, he was. I just fucking I mean, love Dark Jeter. He, he defined it with all the things they said that this guy, he, I just want to win. Yep. Because I don't care about anything else. I want to win. And then, like, Buster Ronnie had, you know, one of the episodes was saying, hey, some rumor was coming out where he kind of cursed out uh, David Wells. Because they made a mistake and he threw his hands up. He goes, yo, man, we don't do that shit here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they blew it out like, did you start a fight with him? He goes, no. Who told you that? Somebody on the field. Yeah. So he said, I called out a first baseman, a third baseman, a second baseman. I said, did you, any guys tell him that? No. Then where are you getting it from? And he got it from like an ump or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He did and, get it from an ump, he said. Or somebody overheard the umps talking. Yes. Like, did you see fucking Jeter getting his face? And it was like a ball boy who overheard the umps. And that's where he got it. And he goes, you, you didn't get it. And he goes, I was so, and Buster only said, I was so impressed that he, he, he wanted to stop that rumor right there because he, he saw the bigger picture. We got a good season here. Don't fuck it up. So did you see the episode where the whole Pedro, Pedro and Zimmer, was that? No. That's four. No. Okay. But, but there was another fight, and Zimmer was an old man. He's 72 so they, years old. 72 years old. So they made a big deal that, first of all, if you watch it, Pedro did not hit him. And he even said, hey, listen, he's an old man. And he, he said, I'm no, he. Zimmer went at Pedro. Pedro and just Pedro pulled just him off. Out. No, he okay. pulled him off. That's well, it. And he just like and he no. said he and he made sure that he did not get Dude, him. I I love Pedro. I right. loved him when he was a Philly. Right. I mean so, anyway, he went of the ball. But in episode three there was another fight and Zimmer went after another guy on whatever I think it might have been the match. Right. And the same thing, he ended up on the ground. And they were laughing about it like Zimmer even ended up on the ground. No, that was he went after uh ah shit, I forget. It was it was a Seattle. It yeah. was Seattle. Yeah. So he went after somebody, but they, they were given uh, Jeter shit for talking, talking with, with A-Rod. And yeah. then they're like, well, they didn't make shit out of when Zimmer was on the ground there. They laughed. But when he takes a swing at Pedro, and, oh, Pedro beat the old man up. He goes, I didn't beat him up. He goes, I got, he's older than my dad. Yeah. I'm not going to go after him. Dude, he, with the chin music, and then uh, Clemens comes out. He's throwing the chin music back. You'll, you'll see oh, it. Well, so if you great, ever saw yeah. the one with Pedro, he they have one on him. 
and they talk about one of those games where he, so Clemens hit uh, Kevin Millar, who's buddies with Pedro. He goes, "Fuck that!" So he goes, Pedro goes to Millar. He goes, "Pick out two. I'm getting two. And you and he said to somebody, he "Goes you tell you tell Roger he hits one of mine. I'm hitting two of yours." And he did. And he sent two of them to the hospital. Jeter and somebody else. He plunked them and broke their wrist. He goes, "Who else?" And then Posada's like, said, "Get up there." Oh yeah, that's in there. They and make that like, a big and thing. He goes, Get up there. And then a good thing is, you know, Millar is on the uh, baseball network. And a few years ago, he said to Pedro, he goes, "If you come out of retirement." And, plunk, and before he got the question out of his mouth, plunk one dude, he goes, Posada. And he didn't even get it. He goes, he goes Posada, you know. And then he's just laughing. There is no love that. lost between goes, those two. I knew you were going to say that. He goes, get him up here. I'll plunk him right up here. There's no loss. I mean, oh, no, Posada like absolutely hates him. Oh, Pedro hates him. Oh, too. yeah. It's good, man. So uh, the Eagles training camp started this week. Um, yeah. The NFL Network covered a little bit of it yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's nothing out of there. The only good thing I have is no injuries yet. Right? Yeah, no, 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 seriously. I'm, I, yeah. That's my big worry. Um, that yeah, I and the sure coach. I want to make sure this kid Dean is okay. Yeah. He's, a, you know, Dude, they he's say, a beast. He's a good ball player. God, you know, on a great defense, and they had a great defense, George. Yeah. He's the guy who stuck out the most to me. Right. I don't know when you were watching the NFL Network when they were there yesterday, but they had the service there, and they were doing service members. and. Right. No, I didn't see that part. And, uh, you know, the, the nose guard we get is out there with the service members. And I'm like, he's making these – you know, did he look in shape or did he look like a blob? Uh, he looked big, but I wouldn't say great shape. Oh okay. That's just my take. Okay. But he looked fucking huge. Yeah, well, he is huge. Um, so I still got a problem that they're not in pads. You know? I know. Sirianni just seems to be too light on these guys. Except for their helmets. For some reason now, they all got pads on their helmets. Did you notice that yesterday? That's a common thing. You see the college teams do that to kind of, you know, the things on top of the helmets you're yeah. talking about? Yeah. <laughs> they're not in pads except for their helmets. Yeah, or in pads. I guess if they clump their the head, shit is they that? want to protect against concussions. The pussification of football, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah. see if you were not wearing a helmet wearing those pads on the head, right? For your, you know, you're doing seven-on-seven seven drills or whatever. And well, if you were actually doing contact, I could see doing it. If you're not doing contact, why the fuck have them on? But if you're banging heads and that helps against concussions, okay, fine. Okay. But if you're not hitting, why the fuck do you need them? Yeah, I don't know. Right. I don't know. So, uh, whatever. I, I mean, there was, I don't know what happened. I, don't, I didn't see it this week, but people yeah. were saying something about Sirianni had some kind of sh- T-shirt on about uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, or, I heard about that. Yeah, I did. I'm one of his boys or something like that. Yeah, yeah. whatever. I mean, this is the little kind of... And I don't know if he's psychologically trying to take the press away from the team. Like he's that much of a kook that he's just trying to take the press away from the team and be the center of attention. He wants to, to show support to his guy. I guess. I guess and right? that's what he said. Yeah. Because I want to show. I, I saw one of those shirts and I figured I'm throwing it on it. And maybe he's a crazy genius because everybody's that's talking about thinking, the shirt yeah. and they're not talking about hurts. Exactly. So that, um, I'm wondering: is he a crazy genius or is just a knucklehead? Right. I'm hoping he's somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and getting back to what you were saying, the pussification, they were saying, well, he his practice was for 56 minutes, and I was listening to Ike, and he goes, man, I remember when Andy did it, they were two hours. He goes, but when we did it, they were talking about Vermeil would have three-hour practices. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, in like 10 years, they'll be saying, remember, Nick Sirianni had an hour practice, now we're down to 15 minutes. So Yeah, I doubt that. Just, I mean, yeah, well, a lot of it is, that. so... Um, what people don't realize is a lot of it today is uh, they do video work and stuff like that. And they go through, they have meetings after meetings after meetings in, in mm-hmm. summer camp. 
That's what they do. And then they go out there and they execute. So it is a little bit more analytical today there where you're you're getting the theory down and then you're going out and doing the practical i think that's good but i mean you know football is a you know a collision sport and i don't care how long you've been playing it you got to get your body ready for that because you, i remember the Jimmy, first you week remember of that summer first, camp you i would my, my entire skin ache blue yeah because, but by mid-season, it was just like, you know, big deal. What do we yeah. have? We would have two days without pads, and then it was all yeah, on. Then it was two days, yeah. Then it was like, and, it, and then it was so hot that middle of the practice field, the grass was worn out. The dirt turned to powder because it was, so, it was hot like this. Yeah. And you'd get tackled. You couldn't tell the white guys from the black guys. <laughs> dark, everybody was brown. Yeah. And it was like, holy shit. You didn't know the offense from the defense because everybody was covered in dust. I think back to how gross that was at summer camp, that they had a pump system hole. Oh, for the water. In the ground. And then you had to fill your helmet. You filled your helmet up. And you sweated in that freaking helmet. You sweated. drinking out of it. And I would look at paint chips floating in the top Uh, of my helmet. And and that's from the year before. So whoever wore that helmet the layer before, you're drinking out of that chip. I'm drinking fucking. I'm drinking sweat. Paint chips, whatever. Yeah, and we didn't care. And, and I didn't care because I was so and fucking And I would thirsty. take a few sips and just take the whole helmet and just... Mm-hmm. Like, oh, thank God that felt good. You would either drink out of the hole, the Yeah, the you, well, you had to punch a hole. Yeah, where your thing was. <laughs> or you yeah. drink out of the ear hole. But, yeah, oh, my exactly. God. And, but it didn't uh, matter. You were so goddamn thirsty so at that point. It was so freaking steaming hot. And then for a player or two, then you could tell who was black or white. But then as soon as you made a tackle, boom, yeah. dust bowl again. Oh, man. Crazy. I mean, doing summer camp, though, that's... Making it through summer summer camp and, um, you know, I, I, I realize professional football, college football, it's all different. But mm-hmm. in a the reason why football is the best sport is because of brotherhood that is made out there, that you mm-hmm. survive this shit together. I mean, it's not military, right? All yeah. due respect to the military. Um, but it is military-esque. Is it like you're surviving that? You're doing it as a team. You're doing it. It's such a brotherhood that yeah. it brings. It's the beginning of you know today in in the corporate world. Everybody talks about diversity, but you know we grew up in a in an area that was very diverse, mm-hmm. and um, you know you, you got over that shit. You know there Brooklyn. were you had, had people to. from Roslyn and whatever, and you know I grew up from a, a mixed area, and you kind of did, mm-hmm. and Will Grovish. Right, I mean, I knew. Oh yeah, we had all the Crestmont guys there. So we, yeah, I mean, I went to elementary school with all those guys. Yeah, so and I grew up in the area, school, yeah. so you know. So was, then you came, you came together, and you're 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 playing. You're you're trying to knock each other off to win a spot. Yep. But by the end, you, for the most part, you came together. Right, yeah. which was cool. Yeah. Um. All right. So the Phillies won, I guess, four in a row now. Oh, right. Um, they've good. Won three. They won Thursday, Friday, last night against the Pirates. All close games. Mm. Um, which is kind of cool. They're winning the close games. They can't hit for shit, the Phillies. Mm-hmm. But they're getting it done. The Trade bullpen. deadline was what, today? Is it today? Is that right? I did Today's not know 31st, that. first, so it's probably today at 4. You sure? They don't go into August with the trade deadline. Holy so it was shit. either yesterday or today. Oh, wow. They, I, I haven't heard today. of any moves, the Phillies. I haven't heard too many moves for anybody, except some minor moves here or there. Like the Yankees picked up Andrew Benedetti, a former soccer, who's a good ball player. I saw that. He's a player, Very man. Very good buck. Good fielder, good hitter. Where'd they get him from? The Twins or? Kansas City. Kansas City. I knew it was somewhere in the Midwest. Um, that's a huge move for oh, the Yankees. God. Yeah, the Yankees are already good. Now they just add it on. So. Which is what they do. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, the Sox are what two and a half games out of the playoff spot, and yeah. they're in last place in the East. They're, and they're, they're behind games, Baltimore they're for Christ's two sake. Two games under five hundred. They have zero pitching. I mean, going into the season, they were making big hopes on certain guys who were not coming Chris through. Chris Sale got hurt. Sale missed the first half, came back two games, got hurt again. He's out for the rest of the season. Oh, is he out for the season? Uh, Avaldi, who was probably their best bet at one point now, he's showing his age, and he's hurt. They had Pavetta. Pavetta started the first season, first half good, July shitty. Well, Rich Hill they brought back. That's hasn't Pavetta. Done a fucking thing. So now they got minor leagues pitching. If you don't have pitching, you got nothing. It's it's so true. So they're they're heading in the wrong direction. So the Phillies need. I think they need somebody in the outfield. Uh, I mean, I guess they're going to be buyers. You know, because right now they're if you if you're that close, yeah, go for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's like we they spent the money in the off season, and I I think I've talked about this before on here that outfielders to me are a dime a dozen. I said I love Bryce Harper. Don't get me wrong, right? He's an outfielder, but that year. It was him and um, the guy that went to the Padres that the was with the Orioles. Um, oh, Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Shortstop. And I said Machado's the better one to get. Hmm. And, uh, you know, the city of Philadelphia, we went the blue-collar guy. We went to Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper was, at that time, not really blue-collar, but he yeah. is now. Yeah. Um, but I thought Machado was the better p- pick because he's a shortstop that had power. That's the core. And I always say guy. you make your team shortstop, That's second base, catcher, center fielder, right? That's mm-hmm. where you make it. So then this offseason, they get Schwarber and they get Castellanos. Neither, these guys are a dime a dozen outfielders, right? If you look at what the Braves did, the Braves picked up two little plug-ins last year when they won the World Series, and these were outfielders that could just get it done. Mm-hmm. You don't go and pay the big bucks to outfielders. Mm-hmm. That's a mistake, if you ask me. Okay. Uh, I still like Castellanos. Schwarber's leading the league in home runs, Castellanos batting 200. Bad year. He'll turn it around at some point. He's got to turn it around. I don't know. When they got him for four years, he'll turn around at some point. He's got to get out of Ben Simmons' home first. Oh, uh, is that where he's? That, is that where he got? Dude, Maybe he, that's it. It's like he, dude, he moved into Ben Simmons' home. Oh, that's like moving into the monster's house. Man. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Uh, that's mush, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, fucking mush. Mush. He's he's a mix between mush and fucking uh, coffee cakes. I like Castellanos, but every time I watch him bat, he. He strikes out way too much. And I thought this guy was a contact hitter and yeah. a gamer. Um, I think he's in his own head. He's got to relax and just get back. But again, I, I don't think is. that's where you spend money. Yeah. I mean, I love Schwarber, but I thought they were getting Schwarber to be a, a DH. Now he's played left field constantly. He's not a bad left fielder. Yeah. I, thought he, I thought he was going to be much worse than he actually is in left field. He's had to play what, much. Because ironically, Castellanos was supposed to be your left fielder. Harper in right. Now, Castellano's done nothing but right field because Harper's been out. Mm-hmm. Um, When's Harper getting back? Uh, they said September, right? Oh, wow. Yeah, so they got a whole another month, more than likely, right? Originally, it was wow. four to six weeks, which would put him back in mid-August. Segura should be back by now. I don't know if he is back. I, I watched a little bit of the game yesterday. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um I would rather see them. Now, getting Segura back is huge. These two guys up the middle can't hit, but they can field right That's now. Good. That's what um, you normally have with a shortstop in second base. Yeah, I mean, the Stott kid, Stott kid can field, can play. The kid that got in center field has been playing a great center field, Veerling. I like this kid in oh, center. Is that the kid that started off the season hurt and everybody was talking big about? No, that wasn't him. Him. no that that? was him. No, that was Mickey Moniak. Well, so where's he at? Uh, still learning how to hit a baseball. 
He was down in uh, AAA. Yeah, because he's struggling to, to hit the ball. So they were talking about him starting at center field, he and was, he couldn't hit the ball. Oh, he was crushing the ball in spring training. Oh, he was, and then he got it. Yeah, but then he got you know he got the wrist injury. Same kind of thing as Harper got hit by a pitch. Mickey Moniac. That's almost like Mickey Morandini. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's what I want to do today for uh, Mount Rushmore. What's that? Uh, best Greatest? baseball announcers. Oh, oh, there's a ton of those. I know. Oh, there's some really a, good ones. That'd be a tough one to go. Oh, we'll, we'll, there, we'll yeah, we might have to do eight or nine. There's yeah, some really we'll just good keep ones. Yeah, we'll them off. Good ones. So, um, all right. So the Phillies hanging tough. Um, That's good. You know, hang in there. And this is the kind. I'm of... pretty sure the trade deadline's today. Wow. I think it's like four. I believe. Okay. So winning three or four, they got one game left with the Pirates. But right now, they got the first three. Okay. They won the last two. Uh, they, you know, they went beat two or three from the. Braves, that's which is good. good. That's key. Now they got the Braves again this week, so All that's right. going to be tough. I got a text from Al yesterday. You know who Al's neighbor is down the shore? Yeah. Speaking of announcers, Tom McCarthy. Tom McCarthy? Who's the, that? the announcer for the Phillies. Oh. It's Al's neighbor down the shore. Which shore is that? Uh, I don't know. If he, I think he's like that area right between um, Seattle and Ocean City. Was that Longport? I don't know what the fuck they call it. Strathmere? Strathmere, yeah. He's Strathmere. like somewhere in that area. You can drink on a beach in Strathmere. Yeah, so funny things I know about sure. I think he's somewhere in that range, right? Okay, I mean, there's a there's a Strathmere Inn, which is a cool place to go hang. Oh, that used to be cool. Yeah, We'd yeah, drive yeah. the boats up. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool place. Um, is it called the Strathmere Inn? I thought... I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool place. It's mm-hmm. like around the bend. Right? Yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, yeah. We used to go down there God, and watch Eagles shorts. games, oh, and the really? Eagles would be blacked out, but they would pick it up and it would be mobbed. Yeah, so that one guy that was in our shore house that one year, that Kurt guy, mm-hmm. so he would take Robbie, Dougie, myself by boat. We'd go from oh, get out our here. place in Seattle. Yeah, and it had that huge deck. Yeah, yeah. It was, was cool, nice. man. Yeah, it, it was, was good time. Yeah. yeah, we'd drink there all fucking day and come back on the boat. That was crazy. One crazy summer. One crazy summer <laughs> with John Cusack. Yes. Um, yeah, so, but anyway, he said McCarthy was down the shore yesterday announcing the game, I guess, for radio because the game wasn't on TV. But he did it from his home. He's I like, what a work-from-home gig. I, yeah, that's a nice uh, remote gig to do it. Right? So that's kind of cool. Okay. But anyway. That's cool. Um, what else we got this week? Our president uh, has COVID again. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I did, uh, on your suggestions, uh, watch The Lincoln Lawyer. Which was very Did you get good. all the way through it? Got all the way through it. How awesome is that, it was dude? A good, you know, I saw the movie, which when you guys first were talking about it, I thought that's what you were talking about, which yeah. was a great movie. Then the series, so I was like, okay, you know, a lot of times series just don't live up to a movie, but it's very good. I fucking love it. it I hope they make a season two. They are. Oh, yeah, they cool. did announce they're making a season two. And, um, yeah, it was really cool. Like the last episode, Brass, Brass uh, Justice, or whatever they're calling it. Yeah. And, and no, yeah, give, they, no giveaways. Yeah, yeah, but very good. Yeah. And the guy who played him, he was in a He's few smooth. Movies. I've never seen that guy before. Oh, no, he was in the remake of The Magnificent Seven. Okay. With uh, Denzel. And he was good in that. And he was very good in that. He was very cool. Oh, yeah. Just, He's so me, fucking just, smooth, give, give dude. Give me something, and I'll get you off. Just give me something. That's it. And then you'd see something like, oh, no, 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 we'll do this trial now. Yeah. You don't need a reset. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, he was that. Oh. I, I really liked him. I liked um, the girl. 
um, the blonde, Laura. Or his, his second wife. Yeah, Nev Campbell, you know, she's all right. She's so, all right. I mean, she's, like, she's, she's, she's very healthy, Nev. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, the blonde who's dating the motorcycle yeah. dude, who's, who's hilarious. The I love that Cisco's dude. Cisco is great, man. And he goes, listen, I'm, I'm the uncle you have that if you need somebody killed, you'd call very me. Very good impression. Very good impression. <laughs> he kind of has that raspy, like, they whispery never, voice. They never kind of... I don't. I mean, maybe I missed it, but I didn't feel like they really touched on why or what the catch was with him in the motorcycle gang. Well, in the movie, he kept working for the motorcycle gang and getting the dudes off. Okay. So I'm going to assume it's that that hey man, listen, my boy's in jail. You got to help us out. Okay. Yeah, but Cisco was part of the gang. He was part of the gang, and he had to give up. The Lincoln lawyer had to give up a bunch of stuff to you know you know yeah. work you know on the cuff for these guys so he could have them. But Cisco and doesn't see, know that. He found out in the last episode. Ah. And he confronted the guy. He goes, he goes no, no, that debt's on me. You he did to, say that. He, he goes, yeah. And then they're like, all right, well, it's funny you say that because I got something for you. But they never really show what he did. Exactly what I said. And they left that open. One of the things open. in like, the first or second episode, I don't know if you caught this, uh, you know, he knew that his second wife was going to marry Cisco. He kind of just figured it out. She didn't want to tell him. And so Cisco says, hey, listen, you know I'm going to marry her. He goes, yeah, he goes, just take care of her. She's one of the top four people in my life. So he goes, okay, it's your first wife, second wife. Oh, he never said the fourth. No, the fourth is him. It's oh, that's cool. He never said it, though. He goes, who's the fourth? And just as he's about to say something, oh, got to take this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got to oh, be that's fourth cool. dude. He's that's cool if it is. Guy. And then he's going to, you know, at some yeah, point, yeah, yeah. I thought he was going to say it at the last. Goes, Who is the fourth? You, man. Ah, uh, very cool. Very but good catch never, by you. He never really said it. But yeah, yeah Cisco, was, that's a cool, cool series. Yeah, yeah. And then it was cool that he had the girl drive him. She goes, I don't yeah. have a job. How am I going to pay you back? Well, you're going to pay me back starting right now, mm-hmm. which was cool. Yeah, and that's cool. And, you know, you think that she's hitting rock bottom at one point, and she didn't. He shows up at the right time. Then you he think starts that, going to yeah. go into the things with him, and then uh, they catch the bug. And then that last episode, the first episode starts, or the first scene, him on a beach looking at the water, and then you find out about a surfing. And then the last scene is him going into the water and a dude with the mark on his arm. Yeah. So it sets up the second season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. new bad guy. But see, now I thought the dude marked the arm. I thought that was the guy. He looked like the guy who just got shot with yes. the, from the back with the goofy hairdo. Yes. But he just got shot and he confirmed that he's dead. How but do you is he? that? Yeah, well, I don't know. Because I was like, maybe that? him and maybe he played it off to fake it to get, you know what I mean? So they could get the everything else taken care of. Maybe they had him in a bulletproof vest. And well, it did kind of, when he first got shot, it kind of looked weird. Yeah. Like, you know, one of those Hollywood type yep. de- deal. And uh, the girl who was in love with the yoga, you know, you knew she was going to act up. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. You know, the blonde called that, like, you better watch out. But see, that was why. They probably, uh, yeah. But they, it, you never know. But, you know, yeah. that, it was a good ending to set up the it next was. season. It was. And it did look like that, dude. He just rolled it because he never had his sleeves down. No, so he didn't. Maybe he did have something. Right. Like, so you never know. So, but yeah, very very good season. I'm glad you recommended that. Was yeah, awesome. yeah, Jack, give it up to Jack. Yeah, Jack recommended serious. that to good us. Serious. All right, IQ question for the week. Mm-hmm. You didn't look at how many empties I had. Yeah, you only have two. You're you're in good shape. All right. So all right. I did get, and you know, I was out trivia this week, and uh, Tony oh, and Colleen said oh, these. Oh, I, totally I got to. I got to. Can I call them and get? They Can told I me I gotta I gotta toughen up the trivia questions to what? you. What? I mean, Jesus uh, Christ, I'm uh, not as smart as those two. They're they're like these IQ questions are a little easy. Oh, so I'm giving man. you an easy IQ oh, IQ question. Tony, call, come on. But then I got some trivia questions All for you right. to follow up. So oh. IQ question to start you off with. Okay. What is one third of one third of four hundred and fifty? Okay. 
Um, so I would say 50. Very good. Damn, that was quick. Nice work on you. Tony, Colleen, I hope I made you proud because you guys, you know, too, too easy. All right. So fact or fiction? Okay. John Tyler has a grandson who is still alive. John Tyler, the president? The 10th president of the United States. Has a grandson? Who is still alive. Holy shit. I'll say true just because it sounds too crazy. <laughs> it is a fact. It is too too easy uh, giveaway. But anyway, Harrison Ruff, Ruffin Tyler. How old is he? Like 150? He's 93 years old. Wow. And then I guess his father probably lived had him very late or something. So, good. John Tyler had his son at 60. Oof. His son had this guy at 60. Oh, get out of yeah. here. That should have been the trivia question. Do the math on that. Right. Minutes. What was the average Is that kind age? of amazing? That is amazing. Yeah. I mean, the only reason I said that was it just sounds too crazy to be true. He's yeah. the 10th president. You're talking about 1840? Yep. You know? And he's still got a freaking oh. grandson. Can you imagine Damn. that? That's crazy, that isn't is it? That is crazy. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, the trivia question. Guess he never met Grandpa. <laughs> The first trivia question, I, I pulled some history for you. Okay, good. The shot heard round the world describes yes. the beginning of which battles in the American Revolution? The Battle of Lexington. Lexington and, and uh, oh God, Lexington and Concord. Very good. Lexington and Concord. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. This guy, Come this on. guy. Come up that way, went to that bridge when he fucking had the battle. All right. Question two. When was the Battle of Gettysburg fought during the Civil War? What year? Yep. 1863. What days? Oh, fuck. It was like a three-day period. Oh, uh, it was hot. So I will say July 1st through 3rd. <laughs> fuck, dude. You are fucking insane. Is it good? July 1st through 3rd. Okay. Wow. Okay. That was fucking insane. Dude, you are insane. Sorry. I watched too much History Channel. Holy shit. Because it was fucking smoking hot. That's, That's all they talked crazy, about, dude. how hot it was. I can't believe you said how hot, and then you guessed the actual days. That's fucked up, dude. Well, I knew it was around the 4th of July. Wow. Very good. Very Thank impressive. You. Thank you. Thank you. You continue to impress the shit out of me. No, that was very no, impressive. Sorry about that. All right. I mean, you got the year, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to press them. Okay. Jesus Christ, Jimmy. Um, this was cool. In what war, this was a trivia question from the other night. I'm not actually asking this. I'm asking you to see if you know. Mm-hmm. This was actually Von C. trivia question the other night. Um, they named the sub. I don't know the name of the sub, but what war saw the first submarine? Oh, that's got to be the Civil War. Correct. Civil War. They had the iron boats. Yeah, and they, yeah, that was, that was really cool. Tony knew that right away. Yeah. yeah. This was a question from Von C. trivia a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um but the question was where but anyway i'll ask you the question okay. first what event is commonly believed to have sparked world war one the one that's commonly mm-hmm. it's the assassination of the prince of uh, serbia no what uh, the assassination of archduke franz ferdinand um, ferdinand of austria austria okay sorry it was an, uh, but it was sorry. in sarajevo so that was where I was going with that. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. Um, Jesus, man. I am... 
I didn't get the Would You Rathers this week, so we're going to have to Let's go to uh, Mount Rushmore. I don't have any Would You Rathers. Oh, okay. I could find some Would You well, Rathers. talking about Derek Jeter. Would you rather, I was thinking about this today about him, would you rather be the superstar on, the absolute superstar winning every uh, individual award on a shitty team, or be a medio- mediocre or less on the championship team? I'll take a mediocre or less. Me too. I'd rather be on a championship. That's like asking if you want to be A-Rod or Derek Jeter. That's Although I was thinking about that. I mean, Derek Jeter was no mediocre. Well, no, he was not. Yeah. But that's that's what I, I'd rather... Because if you're mediocre or less and you're on a championship team, you know you got good players around you. Right. Start bending in your ear, and if they're champs, they'll share with you, hey, this is how you become a starter. This is how you become a tri- contributor. All right. Um... Would you rather always have a full phone battery or a full gas tank? Full gas tank. Because I've ran out of gas a couple times. That's pain he is. And you it know, was before the days of cell phones. I, I had always bragged for the longest time I never ran out of gas. And Sue and I were out one night, and this was back when we had that red Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I had a quarter of a tank left. And I was like, you know, we were... I remember we had to pull into where this McDonald's is right there near Norristown. Like, uh, it was East Norton area. And I'm like, shit. And so we called Sue's father. And he comes down. And he's like, you probably ran out of gas. I'm like, no, we have a quarter of a tank. And he comes down. Sure enough, we were out of gas. And I'm like, but I had a quarter of a tank on the yeah. freaking thing. So I never trust that. So I never let my car go that far down yeah. since. But I'm that was the only that. time I ever ran out of I, gas. I used to have a car that uh, was one of my dad's old cars. And something happened with the gas tank where the needle didn't work. So you always had to guess how much gas you had. You know, uh-huh. and I was, I don't know. Well, I remember that. Yeah, and I, I, was at a, I was at an age, you know, when you always pushed it. Always, no, no, <laughs> I would never push it. But I push it, I push it. So one night I'm coming home. It's like 2 in the morning, coming up Easton. And up and over the hill was a gas station, and bang, I run out of gas. I was able to turn left, and I parked my car by this this used car lot. It's 2 in the morning. What the fuck did they give a shit, right? Right. I had to walk home from Glenside to Roslyn. By the time I get home, my dad's waiting for me. He goes, did you leave the car by blah, blah, blah? I was like, how did you know that? He goes, I just hung up with the cops. They're there about to tow it away. It was, he's like, what happened? I was like, ran out of gas. <laughs> so Johnny comes walking. He goes, come on, knucklehead, we'll get some gas. So we go get the gas. I'm telling the story, there's the cops, you know, and I, I think I knew a couple of them. They're like, he goes, what happened? I was like, and I told them the story. They're like, what? Your needle does What the fuck are you talking about? I was like, it doesn't work. Because if you had gotten a quarter mile, because if I had gotten over the hill, I could have coasted down the hill to the garage. He goes, man, you got some bad luck. Oh, that's I was like, bad well, luck. what are you going to do? Yeah, that sucks running out of gas. You know, back in the day, the older cars, right? You would have to put not just gas in the tank. Wouldn't you have to put it? Oh, into like, a, yeah, the car, yeah, if you wanted to really get it started going yeah. quicker. Cause it was, if it was cold out, that's what you would definitely right, do. Right, right. So, yeah, but no, I don't want to run out of gas. And if you have a full tank of gas, you can get home and charge your car. Phone All up. right, would you rather die in 20 years with no regrets? Okay. Or live to 100 with a lot of regrets? No, I have no regrets. No regrets, me either, no man. No regrets. No, no, no. Um, all right, let's keep working. Let's see what we got here. Um, no, that's definitely not for us. Nope. Um, would you rather have a child every year for 20 years mm. or never have any children at all? 20 for 20 years. 20 for 20. So I have no children. I'd rather have 20. <laughs> I think I'd rather have 20 for 20 years as yeah, well. I'm going to run around. 
Yeah, fucking. I want. I want to be like what's his name, the, the fucking boxer dude. Even though I only got one kid, but love that fucking twenty. Who has twenty kids? I don't know. Uh, oh, George Foreman. They all named George yeah. Foreman. Yeah, no, but seriously though, the one guy, Nick Cannon, he's not a boxer. The guy on TV. He has that many kids. That kid who was on Drumline, Nick Cannon. Yes, the that Nick Cannon. He's got that. Dude, he, he doesn't have like, like a bunch with uh, the singer. What's her name? Uh, Mariah Carey. Yeah, I know they were together for a while. No, he has like two kids every year <laughs> from different women. I'm not even kidding. I gotta look this up. Get out of here. Yeah, no, seriously. Let me look this up. How many kids does Nick Cannon have? No, I'm not kidding. Holy shit. Remember that one guy uh, on Hard Knocks? And he had like all those kids. And he couldn't remember their names and shit. Do you remember that on Hard Knocks? Not really, but there's too many of those guys. uh, That's why I can't remember them. (laughs) I forget what the guy... Oh, look at that. I can't even finish it. I wrote, how many kids? And it says, does Nick Cannon have? (laughs) Uh, It says only eight. Oh, well, that's in the last three years. <laughs> Holy shit. How many baby mothers does Nick <laughs> Oh, my God. That's, that's the next question. Right? Oh, my God. Oh, wait. Here we go. Number eight, number nine. Baby number nine on, the, on way. the way. Christ almighty, this guy. And how many baby mamas does he have? I don't know. I didn't get that answer, but. Um, wow. Nick Cannon. Uh, I think we kind of did this one before, but I'll ask it anyway. I don't know if we did. Would you rather be able to take back anything you say mm-hmm. or hear any conversation that is about you? Uh, that's a tough one. I'd rather take back what, I, what I'd what i say. I, I don't, don't really, give a fuck what's said about me. Yeah, I don't care either. So, yeah, there's times I'm like, shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I mean, there's things that I wish I could take back and say I've said on here. <laughs> 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 you know, yep. um, bought you this week. Oh, Florida man, that reminds me. I, I texted oh, yeah, you guys said... about a Florida man, and I don't have the details of it. Um, so I'll give you kind of the you know, I'll look it up. It, it, you know, it was it was on, I think, Monday or Tuesday about a guy who stole a car, he drives it to a government base, they pull him over, the cops are chasing him, the government isn't gonna let him onto the, the, the base. And they're like, what the hell is your problem? And he goes, first of all, whose car is this? It's my car. It turns out he stole it. And they're like, what are you doing here? He goes, I just want to warn you that the aliens are coming. They're coming tomorrow. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> That's great. There's a million of them this week. Jesus. This is it. This is it. I'm going to read that story you just read, talked about. Read. Florida man drives stolen truck to Space Force Base yeah. to warn of battle between aliens and dragons. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is in Tampa, Florida. Good old, down by Tiano. A Florida man was arrested for a Friday for driving a stolen pickup truck to a Space, ba- Space Force base camp in Brevard County in what uh, he called a mission from the President of the United States. He probably did. Fucking Biden on vid. Biden was out drinking with him. Biden on the vid oh probably told him to go. He probably was just it. watching Game of Thrones. You know what? The aliens <laughs> and dragons are fighting tonight. Holy fuck, Joe. According to WE. SH Channel 2 News 29 year old Corey Johnson of Ocala stole a Ford F150 from Riviera Beach Riviera Beach Florida 3 days before he drove to Patrick Space Force Base We really do have Space Force bases <laughs> When Johnson tried to get to the base he claimed that the president told him in his mind that he needed to take the vehicle to warn government officials that there was a US aliens fighting Chinese dragons <laughs> Johnson was arrested and booked in Brevard County Jail. He was charged with grand 
theft of a motor vehicle. Bond was set at $3,000. Patrick Space Force Base is home to Cape Canaveral Space Force Station and Space Launch Delta 45, which is described as the premier launch delta yeah, of the so United States Space Force. So that was a stolen pickup. <laughs> There's our Florida man oh, of the week. Only in Florida does crazy as shit happen. So let's do uh, Mount Rushmore okay. uh, baseball announcers. Baseball. Oh, man, there's so many. All right, you can start <clears throat> us off. I mean, you know, we okay. had a lot of good ones just oh, here in Philly alone. We did, and I, I won't start with a Philly one because I know you want to say your boy. So I'll start with the guy who okay. I think is the benchmark, at least in our lifetime, uh, Vince Scully, who's just oh, Vince. magnificent. Vince, Vince is great. You know, he's, he's, he's neutral. You know, he does, he's not a homer. He doesn't act like a homer, even though he probably loves the Dodgers. But you never would know that. He's just a constant professional, has that smooth delivery. I mean, it's just awesome. It's just like, wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, he's just got that great delivery of, and he's very professional. So when I went, when uh, 1984, Scotty and I flew out to Los Angeles just for the hell of it. We just decided to fly out to Los mm-hmm. Angeles. He had an uncle, two uncles that lived there. One lived in Southern California. One lived in Northern California. And um, his uncle that lived, it was his dad's brother, lived in um, Southern California. So he takes us to a Dodgers game. But before he takes us to the Dodgers game, I'll never forget, Scotty and I are there. And he's like, hey, you know, we're going out. Uh, we're going to go to the game. They had two young boys, right? Probably like four and five years old. The babysitter shows up, and I look at Scott, and I'm like, I don't want to go to the game. I want to stay here with the boys. Oh, my God, Jimmy. She was fucking gorgeous. So, uh, you know, Southern California girl, blonde hair, and you're just like. So we go to the game. What was cool about that game, Vin Scully announces the game, and it's through the speakers in the stadium. It's so cool, man. It is cool. Yeah, so – I've been to Dodger Stadium many times since then. You know, yeah, I've, I've never been. I'd love to go. Oh, uh, it's great, great yeah. stadium, very cool. Yeah, Not yeah. in the greatest areas anymore. Back then, it was a decent and, area. And, uh, not to interrupt you, but to, if you remember, there's a scene in the Lincoln Lawyer where he mm. talks to a girl, and it, it's Chavez Ravine. Yeah, you see Dodger in the stadium background, down yeah, below. Yeah, and that's where they put it, Chavez Ravine. Yeah, yeah, very cool, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah, very cool. I, uh, a very cool stadium, but Vince Scully, great one there. Great, great <laughs> start. Uh, I'm going to go with. Um, Harry Callis to start for me because Philadelphia and <laughs> yes. Harry's voice was the voice of summer for me. Yes, yes, um, absolutely, and, and, absolutely right. That's and what I, I, I'm not, I have to say, I, I can't say Harry Callis without Richie, Richie Ashburn, Ashburn because yeah. it was the team. And yeah, Harry yeah. was never the same without Richie. As a matter of fact, there were guys that he never liked working with Chris Wheeler, even though no, that, that World not. Series in 2008, Wheeler and him are announcing. He told Wheeler to shut the fuck up. If you ever see the video, no, I hear he calls the last out of that World Series in 2008 because he never got to do it in 1980. Oh, no? No, he, they, he didn't do the last three innings or something? No, they didn't broadcast back then. Ah. Um, you know, it was national broadcast. So Harry Cow's first time to call a World Series was in 2008. And... Um, yeah, so and it was really cool. He's always, you know, up to that point. Michael Jack, all the all the great. He he just had that. Well, first of all, I I think all the great announcers, if you like Vince Scully, I just mentioned Harry Callis. When you hear the rush, you know who they are instantly. Right. That's that's Harry Callis. Yeah, yeah. And he had that great delivery. He used to uh, read broadcast on NFL Sunday films. Notre Dame football as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, him and John Facenda did NFL too. He did NFL he had films that great, and great, great yeah. voice. And like you said. 
when you heard his voice, winter is over, it's springtime. Yep. And I actually used to like hearing him in, uh, when they were down at Clearwater because I guess they must have had an open air broadcast because you could hear the wind blowing by. Yeah. That breeze. It's and, cool. And you could just tell it wasn't the vet. Yeah. It was springtime. It was, and him and Richie, like you said, and when you heard that voice, spring is here, man. Spring right. is here. So, yeah, that's a great one. That's a great one. The next one I'd have to go with is another uh, great one is Jack Buck. Jack Buck was Jack great. Was so fucking Oh, my good. God. Again, another very professional guy, you know, St. Louis dude his whole time. Uh, probably a little bit more of a homer than Vince Scully, but uh, very professional, very schooled on, you know, he could, you want to learn baseball, listen to him. Yeah. He would sit there and go through it. But some of the greatest calls are by him. Go, go crazy, folks, go crazy. Or see you next, see you Friday. You know when the you who know, did uh, who did Kirk Gibson's home run? Both of them did. Yeah. Vince Scully did. It was very calm. Yeah. He just said a few words, like you know, he, you know. Just I wonder if they it. worked together that night. I don't know if they worked together. No, I, I don't think they did. I think oh, they had, okay. and then Jack Buck was you know completely a little more excited. Yeah, yeah. He was a more of an excitable guy. Yeah. But he was a great one too. All right, I'm going to go with. Unfortunately, it's another team, but really one guy I really liked was Johnny Miller. But Johnny Miller, I was going to say Johnny Miller. Yeah, okay. It's silky smooth oh, delivery. So great, man. I think he's with the Giants now, right? Is he okay? Because I, I always thought he was with he, the Orioles. He was with the Orioles. Yeah. I think he's with the Giants now. Okay. And he used to do Sunday night baseball with Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan, and they were a great team. Oh, they were. They were a great, great team, team, man. He was yeah. Dry. So, so that's my next one. Is I I love Johnny Miller and. And Joe Morgan feeding off each other, just yeah. like Harry and Richie. Yep. You know, it was, yep. it was just great to listen to. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. Uh, I'll go with uh, no, no. I'll go with uh, Ernie Harwell for the Pirates. He was very good. And the Tigers. And the Tigers. Yeah, because um, I think he started with he might have started with the Pirates. He might have started with the Pirates, but he ended with the Tigers. Yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame. He yep. was yep. Yep. second yep. announcer to go in the Hall of Fame. Harry Kay was first. Really, that's it. Yeah. Well. At that time. Oh. I don't know. There's probably... I mean, Scully's got to be in there now, right? Yeah. yeah. But Gar- I think Harry Kay was the first. I'm not sure. Yeah, I could be wrong. That's but uh, cool. But I know Ernie Harwell is in the Ernie Hall of Fame. Yeah, 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 but he was a, yeah. a Tigers guy. Um, yeah. So, in my childhood, Saturday baseball highlights were done by Mel Allen. And it was... Awesome. How about that? Yeah, that How voice, man. That? Yep. Do you remember the voice? Yeah, this week in baseball. Boom, this week in baseball, boom, Twibs. Boom, right? Boom, this week in baseball, Twibs, boom. yeah. And uh, it was so great listening to that voice. How about that? And, I, you know, um, how about that? And it was just like, I loved baseball so much as a kid, and you'd why I would wait for that this week in baseball to come on. And then Mel Allen just announcing those. And then I wanted to go outside and replay what I just watched, like yeah, some of the, the Amazing grit catches. Yeah, whatever, shit like yeah. that. I would, I would go out in the yard and try and redo the shit I just watched. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what we did. <laughs> and that's a lot of times, you know, I mean, I was a Red Sox fan. And, you know, back in the day, you didn't have a cable. You didn't have the Major League Baseball Network. The only time you might see the Red Sox was either if they were on national TV on Saturdays or maybe Monday Night Baseball, but you would catch your highlights on This Week in Baseball. Yeah. And that was usually two weeks behind. So, but yeah, Mel Allen was great. How about that? Yeah. And he'd always say that. Another guy from This Week in Baseball and, you know, other teams, but very fun, Harry Carey. Oh, Harry Carey. So Harry Carey. He was on my list. Man. And so I used to love Harry Carey when, you know, uh, what was it, WOR, whatever, the, the Channel 9 or whatever out of Chicago, and they right. they had that connection where you would get that as part of your cable package mm-hmm. back in the day, remember? Mm-hmm. And you got to watch Cubs games, which was cool. 
And I remember watching a game, Cubs, obviously an afternoon game because that's how he played afternoon yeah. games. And um, this was towards, you know, when Harry was starting to get old. Right. And there's a pop up to shortstop, and Harry must have been like, you know, six, seventh inning. So Harry's probably about six, seven Budweisers <laughs> in. <laughs> it's like, and there's your own drive to deep left field. And oh, uh, I don't know who the shortstop was. I'll say Soriano's under it, and he's out. <laughs> It was just, it was just Did you like, ever, and, and they do this, uh, and Bob Costa uh, does a great job on it, uh, the voices of the game, and they talk about the great announcers yeah. like we're talking about now. Yeah. And they would talk about Harry Carey, and a lot of the players like would say, hey, you know, we'd listen to the games in the, the, like the relievers. And he goes, man, if this, it's a blowout, it, it's a tough thing to do because baseball's a long season. It's a long game. Yep. Here, yep, it's 9-1 to one in the fifth inning. The team's getting blown out. What do you talk about? He could feel that like nobody else, because he could. Hey, you know, I remember. You know, and he was him and you know the guy I'll mention. He would make sh- the best thing about Harry is they would focus in on a lady in the the stands, and Harry would make up a name for the lady and tell a story about yeah, the lady. Yeah. It was fucking beautiful. And the people loved him because he would always. And he actually did this one time. There's Meg West from yeah, blah blah. And, and, and then he would. <laughs> he, it was like he was announcing from. The stands, and one time he did announce from the stands, and the people loved him for it. Oh, he's great because they're like, hey, he's one of us. And then when he had, I think he he might have had a stroke or something, one season where he missed the first half of the season. So they had guest people come in every day, and one of the guests they had was Bill Murray, who was a Chicago dude. And he's like, look at this, he's got a cooler full of butt. (laughs) He goes, Harry, hey, yeah. And so he did. He probably was up there boozing. Oh, he was. Yeah, he was boozing. And the cool thing was, like, you know, I told you I, I had always wanted to go to Wrigley. And the year he died, the year oh, I man. finally made it out to oh, Wrigley, man. unfortunately, he died, I think, in, I want to say he died in March of that year, February yeah. or March. And then I went out there that year and we watched the, I've told this many times on here, the Phillies played, Scott Rowland was on the Phillies since yes. 98. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sammy hits the five home runs and the three games were out there. And, um, but every, you know, having the guest people doing yep. the, Take me out the ball game, game, which was priceless. Which Harry they still do. Harry Carey, yeah, and they still do to the day. Carey, that was yeah. 1998 when he passed away. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, all right, so that uh, it's up to me. Go ahead. Um, I mean, you've named a lot of them. Uh, I, I'm just, I'm not going to go off that. I'm going to go off two guys I really like that aren't really uh, announcers, but they're color guys. Yeah. Uh, Larry Anderson, who I think is retiring yes. this year. Yeah, I, either he did he or he's pulled, going to. Yeah. yeah, he pulled back his schedule a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this year he's like more of a bitter guy, which I really love. Really? He's Oh, yeah, he's just had it with umpires this year. He's uh, just, he is a fun – and I've told you my story with Larry Anderson. Yeah. He's a funny fucking – just a regular He's a great guy. Dude. Yeah. yeah, and so he was announcing – you know, he was with the Phillies announcing team because they have a whole team now. Uh, when we were out in Chicago that year, we were the ones that we handed them a slip every day, and they read our names on the air. And my oh, parents, yeah, yeah. it was '98. Yeah. My mom was still alive, nice. and you know she was just she was in that battle. She died the next year, but it was like you know them hearing our names. That's you cool. didn't have really cell. You didn't have cell phones really that you were yeah, carrying yeah, around yeah, with yeah, you yeah. in '98. You know you're calling home, and it's like, ah, we heard That's you guys. Game, on, yeah. yeah, we heard you guys on the. You know they announced your names oh, again. Okay, you know. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so it was cool, you know, but L.A. And then John Crook now. Crooker, yeah. Crook is a great color guy. Yeah. And it's always like he just gets into that what you want from a color guy. He will sometimes talk about 
when he played. And then other times, he's just got a million freaking stories. Yeah. And it's a guy you just would love to sit in a bar with. with. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I love yeah, it's Larry Anderson. Wasn't Both of those I guys. I did because... have a beer with him out in Boston. Yeah. Which is very cool. All right, it's um, good. I, I'll name it a tandem of guys who I like to see, and they're not on as much, but they're on a major league ba- baseball network, and I'll offend a, a friend of ours. But uh, Jim Cott and Bob Costa. Do oh, Jim Cott. How did I forget? Great, I, great, yeah, I'm not a big fan together. of Costas, but Costas is a good announcer. He, together, yeah. they are dying. I love yeah. it. I love, Cott. I love Jim Cott. You know I love Jim Cott. The guy's been around since the 60s. He, was a, he just got put into the Hall of Fame. Yes. You know, he was a top-line guy up until about the late 60s, and he had a severe arm injury, and then still stuck around for like another 14 years oh. as either, you know, a, a reliever or a, a, a pitcher, but he would put in his innings and give give the rest of the staff a, a break. And uh, and he's great. You know, he's great announcing, great color guy. Casa's good because he can frame a situation. He can. He can talk about something that happened and really – this and tell you, you know, tell a story on how it impacts something, and he's very good. He's a smug prick, which I wish Jack would have punched him in his face. But yeah, um, but I mean, but he is a good announcer. I, I mean, mean, he I'll can give it really, and he he does those uh, voices of baseball and really can frame. Hey, you know, talk about you know, you got to know what's happening at this time of of you know back then. This was and this guy came along and broke those barriers or whatever, and he can really frame what's going on. So, but those two together. Great. Um, from the movies, and actually, Brewers yep. and has yep. done yep. Yep. Bob Euchre. Yep. Bob Euchre, the Euchre. Bob Euchre, good announcer. Yeah. Um, never was a good player. No, he was awful, but the yeah. stories about him as a player it's, are freaking hilarious. And which he was is on great. The, yeah. you, know, you know, Johnny Carson so many times. Oh, how could I? I forgot this guy. Joe Garagiola. Joe Garagiola and Tony Kubek. Oh, two great ones, man. Tony Kubek, who was a shortstop for the I loved yes. hearing Joe Garagiola back in the yeah, day, Yeah, and man. he would always t- had some great stories, too, and he was terrific. Uh, how about, here's another guy uh, did uh, work with the Red Sox, Kurt Gowdy. Kurt Gowdy, oh my old, God! The old cowboy here, just a and great he was, voice. And he man. did, he did football, he baseball. Did, he did so many, but you forget yeah. he did. His first start was baseball, and he was very good friends with Ted Williams because they both were like hunters and fishers and fishers, you know. So that was very cool. Oh, Brent so, Musburger, Brent more Musburger, football though. Yeah, he was more but, college football. Yeah, but he, he did um, some good ones. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean the one that we left uh, out. Um, I was waiting for you to say it because I wasn't going to say it, but Joe Buck. Junior. <laughs> oh no, no no! I was gonna say he's more football for me. His dad was dying. His dad was terrific. Yeah. His dad was really. Good. I mean, I I think we hit them all. So Ernie Harwell, you said, but yeah. So Detroit Tiger. He was Tiger. on the Tigers. Yeah. Oh, he was Tigers and the like you in, said. In Pittsburgh. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember Red Barber. Well, no. I mean, you know, Red Barber. Oh, Phil Rizzuto. Oh, the scooter. Come on, Holy scooter. cow. Scooter was in freaking Meatloaf song. Oh, Come on. Oh, my God. And, and the thing, I, the reason I remember him so well is because when I first got cable, we got Channel 11 and saw the Yankees a lot. Right. Which I liked because we never saw the American League. And you had the scooter, and he would tell old stories, which was great. Holy cow. And he had that kind of like a Joe Paterno type of voice. Holy cow. Look yeah. at this. We got a couple of huckleberries out there running around. Look at this. What's going on? And it was him and Bob White who played for the Cardinals and then later the Yankees. And he was like mellow, like, okay, Scooter. Holy cow. And then when he first started his career, he started with Mel Allen. Yeah. It was the two of them. He, was, he had just retired and he was there. So those two together. 
That's a good one. I mean, that's a lot. That was a good Mount Rushmore yes. to pull off the last second. I mean, we got to remember things like that because it would be good to do um, football. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, we can do football another time. You well, know what I mean? Football season's coming up. Yeah. I mean, it, that's just one about – football is one of those ones that we could go on and on and on. But the same thing with baseball. Yeah. Yeah, but baseball is good. I think we hit a lot of really good ones. Yes, but, definitely. Um, I actually – there's a controversial one that I've – People hate this guy, but I actually, uh, Tim McCarver. I actually like Tim I like McCarver. Tim McCarver. Because Tim McCarver is very accurate in what he does. I mean, you know, he has his. You know, he talks a lot. He's kind of like Theismann in football. He, he does a lot of talking. He does, and and uh, but he's very very knowledgeable, and he could. If you don't know the game, he can walk you through it, right. which is kind of cool. I just always liked Tim McCarver just because I knew the game, and he would get too technical for people. He could. And, and that's why people didn't like Tim McCarver. Uh, but I loved that because I was like, yeah. I, I was, he, yeah. I loved everything he, he about the baseball point game. Out, so. He would point out the little things, like, especially what a catcher's doing. You see what he's doing? That's important because. Right. And that, I like that too. Yeah. So that's it. Riding Shotgun with Norman Jim. What is this? Episode 113. We covered a lot of bases. We had a lot of fun today. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I liked that. That's a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we went off. Off a few times. That's fine. That's <laughs> but, fine. And I lacked preparation, but yeah, we still got a. Yeah, it's probably the better ones. It was. So hopefully everybody's enjoying. Yeah. Give us a review. We need some more reviews out there, and um, we know we, we got. You know what we need? We need a Morty, Morty Woody Yardstick. We haven't we had one of those in a long time. What the hell's time. up with that, Dave? Come on, Dave. Where you been, man? That football season is coming. And so. Jay, come on. We got Bama, man. Bama. Yeah. So football season's coming. Um, yeah. So next week, maybe we get uh, Jack back, right? Didn't we try and... Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be the day after the uh, T-Bone Open. And then if we go... Johnny's going to be somewhere at the T-Bone Open, but he's working. I went by Union Jacks yesterday. It was open. Well, no. Well, he had told me at the uh, Christmas in July that they were closing for 12 days. So that's... A they looked open yesterday when I yeah, drove so past. Sure I had to are. drive Luke down to a wedding. Yeah, he's... so it's it's way beyond the 12 days. So, yeah, well, I'm sure he, we can touch him up this this week. And your cousin goes what time? He said up? around noon. He said he's there every Sunday, so... Do you have his number? No. All right. We'll hit Johnny up and double-check his I don't know. I don't know anybody in my family. Johnny knows my family better than me. <laughs> You talk to Johnny more than I do. That's funny. He uh, he texts me every so often. I love hearing oh, from yeah. your brother. Good dude. Yeah. So anyway, Ryan Shotgun with Norman Jim, episode 113 in the books. We'll see you. Leave us a review out there if you can. Yep. Uh, be great to. Hey, uh, hear I got from the you. IQ question. Al, I got the IQ question right. <laughs> I didn't give enough time, but yeah, I did. I actually got it right. It was and more Tony, impressive. Tony and Carl want to get. They want to make it tougher. <laughs> oh my God! I'm gonna have to call those two. Have your phones ready. All right. We'll see you.